0: Hello Anchor, I have been conspicuously absent because I have not had internet at home for three days, thus I did not want to listen or spend very much time on Anchor because I don't know how much data that would drain, Um, uh, plus the battery drain, Um, the internet issue is a problem since I work from home. Uh, Luckily, it went out Wednesday evening and I was out of the house all day yesterday uh, from about 10 a.m. till 9 p.m. in meetings and in Dallas with clients. But that meant I got to call the internet company first thing this morning and of course they tell you, oh, the technician will be there between 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. That's a broad window, so... Basically, waste the whole day sitting around the house not having internet for work, not having internet for entertainment. I did watch a couple of episodes of Fear the Walking Dead and uh, got some writing and tidying up done. Did was able to formulate some thoughts about some upcoming things, but anyway just uh, now I finally got on anchor to share uh, so you could commiserate in my frustration and what do you what do you guys think about those types of service calls where they're like taking they don't take into account at all that you have a job yes I work from home but if I can't be working at home I could be out doing other things running errands uh, taking care of other stuff but I'm just stuck here waiting because you know how it works if you miss their call and you're not there you know they'll cancel they'll skip you and you know no with no mercy and you gotta do it all over again but on top of all that they called me just a few minutes ago I got an automated call and said your technician will be there in about an hour I don't remember what the message said exactly but Um, said, you know, basically I had um, an hour or maybe a little less for them to be here. Yeah, they called at 3 and said the technician will be there between 4 and 5 p.m. Or maybe it's 4.45 and 5.45 p.m., something like that. Well, why didn't you tell me that in the first place? If you're going to give me an hour's notice, I didn't have to waste my whole day sitting at the house. I could have run some errands, I could have gone out for a bite, uh, so aggravating, but uh, we'll have internet back up and running and I guess I'll get to do my work today uh, on Saturday and tonight, kinda mess up my weekend a little bit, but hey, that's life, roll with the punches, but it's just really not too many things I guess. I don't like to complain, but that whole service call thing of, we'll be at your house sometime on this day. You know, what do people do that, you know, have jobs where they can't leave work or they can't sit around their house all day? Ah, oh, So frustrating. Anyway, I uh, hope everybody has a good weekend and uh, we'll catch up soon. I'll get back in my regular rhythm and uh, get back on here soon and catch up with everybody. Thanks for listening to my rant, my complaint, my frustration. Glad I have my anchor community to to share and commiserate with. (laughs) If anybody even listened to this. Thanks, bye. Okay, so I just did a segment about uh, being stuck at home waiting for the internet technician to show up because my internet is out and they give the wonderfully specific uh, hours of we'll be there between 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. which means I waste my whole day sitting around waiting for them to show up so that I don't miss them don't have to go another day and especially the weekend without internet and wi-fi because I have a home-based business, actually I have two home-based businesses, and my wife does have a home-based business as well. Anyway, all that to say, I didn't have the internet, so I wasn't able to do the majority of my work uh, the way I like to, but there's obviously a lot of things with social that I can do on the phone, so I was rattling off some emails um, all the time feeling stressed out and frustrated that some work is piling up uh, because certain accounts, I have a LastPass account uh, and I only have that on a work laptop and a work iPad. Um, So there was that added kind of stress, nervous energy. uh, Trying to probably go too fast because I feel crunched in other areas and i'm like i can get these out of the way at least i'll feel like i've accomplished something uh and then on the private uh on our slack channel for this particular client for our team uh i work with you know their whole team and they're a startup so they're a dispersed team somewhat um and what i'm doing what i'm doing is growing their crowd growing their uh audience and their fan base several through several different channels and going after some big whales uh, via email, uh, direct message on Twitter, just multiple ways, but I rattled off some emails. And after I had done that, maybe about 30, 20, 30 minutes afterwards, I got a Slack notification, and the CTO uh, pointed out very nicely, he had some LOLs in there, Uh, Some he even said he thought it was funny. Uh, but that it could come across as unprofessional. The overall email was great, but there was one particular paragraph where somehow, and this guy's a friend of mine, we went to college together, but I misspelled Jason of all things. Not once, not twice, but three times. I'm going to partly blame, not to the client, but just in my own rationalization and thinking this out loud that maybe I typed Jason once by accident and then it thought I meant that, and so it autocorrected to the new spelling, the wrong spelling of Jason, the next second and third time, I don't know, and then I also said he was too bus, instead of too busy, um, but that, uh, the CTO would be getting in touch, instead of the CEO, so that being said, I mean, I, I, I responded, I think I did a a good job of responding, and, uh, you know, took ownership and said that I'll do better, um, but my they got me to thinking, normally when I'm doing work work, I'm on my, uh, my MacBook Pro or my iPad uh, that I have specifically for work uh, because I have some LastPass accounts and that kind of thing to, you know, manage all those um, different accounts, Hootsuite, Buffer, etc., so it got me to thinking, and I obviously, when I post social posts, I spell check and double check everything. Um, and my rationalization is that one, I was stressed, and so I just f- probably rushed it, but also it got me to thinking about the familiarity of the phone. I was doing it on my phone as opposed to normally what I would do on an iPad or a computer. Uh, over Wi Fi, which, well, the Wi Fi is neither here or there, but um, I think, you know, I don't generally spell check my text messages. I don't generally spell check a lot of the stuff I do on my phone, and it's unintentional. I am intentional when I'm in work mode thinking about work and on a work computer. Um, but anyway, I, that's what I'd like to know. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. One, uh i don't think it's a big deal overall but how would you recover from a situation like that and what do you think about the familiarity idea that i have about between computer and recording an episode because I said that I wanted to tell stories and share stories and hear your stories and life, work uh, lack of internet uh, play, rehearsal uh, for my 11 year old who's in The Wizard of Oz has all gotten in the way but that's life and I don't have to stick to a schedule because I'm a grown up and I make my own schedule so Except when life makes it for me. But I want to share a story uh, about growing up. I shared my first story was getting taken home in a cop car. And uh, not many people have uh, a story like that they can relate to. And this may or may not surprise you. I was very young. It was not a big deal. Although it, it sounds maybe like a big deal. Go back and listen to that episode. But I want to share the time in my life that to me I got in a lot of trouble like really big trouble as a kid um and would love to hear like either what you do as a kid to get in the most trouble you ever got in Uh, obviously if you got taken home in a cop car that might have been the worst trouble you ever got in it was for me but it turns out it was an understand a misunderstanding uh But that's another story for another time. I can follow up with that later. But um, this story is interesting. Not just because it's the most trouble I ever got in. Really that's not the interesting part. The interesting part is what it says to me. About human nature in general. But more specifically maybe my uh, human nature. My personality. Uh, So anyway let's jump into the story. So when I was a kid grew up, you know, uh, in a neighborhood on the east side of Fort Worth, Texas, uh, a lot of kids up and down the street, not a ton, but I mean, there was, uh, I had buddies, Jay, Kyle, Ray, Chris, uh, Zarek, and some others, a few over a block, down a block, just one street over, other street over. You know, so there were a lot of guys, we got to oh, there's a kid live behind me, our yards uh connected, named Mikey. Actually he'll come to play in this story. Um, I didn't play with Mikey very much, he was a little younger than me, and he hardly ever came outside because he watched wrestling all the time. Mikey loved wrestling. This was in the era of uh Andre the Giant, uh Kabuki, Junkyard Dog, Iceman King Parsons, so if you're a big wrestler, uh, wrestling fan from back of the day, or as I like to tease people that are fans and call it, wrestling, uh, if you're a big wrestling fan, I would love to hear who your favorite wrestler was from back of the day. Of course, me growing up in Texas, the Von Ericks, uh, Kevin Carey, Eric Von Erick, uh they were all great wrestlers with a really tragic story. But back to my story. So my buddy Ray, I ride my way down the street looking for somebody to play with, looking for somebody to hang out with, looking for something to do, and I get to Ray's house. My buddy Ray is up in a tree, right up against his house. It's a mulberry tree, unbeknownst to me until this particular day. But Ray has climbed up the tree. He's in the tree with a grocery sack, a paper grocery sack, if you remember those. wow I just thought I hardly ever see paper grocery sacks anymore all right so anyway Ray is up in the tree it's just funny I'm laughing picturing it in my mind Ray is up in the tree Ray was a year older than me I can't even tell you what year this was or how old I was pretty young probably s- fifth sixth grade somewhere in there like that so Ray would have been in sixth or seventh grade like I said he was a year older than me Ray is up in the tree with the grocery sack, um, rolled down a little bit, uh, around the edges of the top, and he's got a grip on it, and he is picking and filling the grocery bag, grocery sack with mulberries, it's the craziest thing I'd ever seen, I didn't know you could eat mulberries, I was convinced that you couldn't eat mulberries, okay, so he's picking mulberries, and I'm like, Ray, what are you doing, he's like, I'm picking mulberries. Ray, what are you doing up in the tree? Picking mulberries. Why are you picking mulberries? Because my mom's going to make me a mulberry pie. I was like, what? Mulberries are poisonous. No, they're not. They're delicious. So this goes back and forth. I'm arguing with Ray. I've never in my life, although it was brief at that point, like I said, fifth or sixth grade probably, I never heard of anybody eating or picking mulberries Uh, I was just I was incredulous I did not believe that mulberries could be eaten didn't know why anybody would pick them Uh, but Ray is up in the tree and I'm arguing with him I'm like dude your mom is trying to kill you you can't eat those those are poisonous your mom's trying to kill you no they're not they're good she's made me mulberry pies before Ray dude your mom's trying to kill you You, you need to come down from there this is crazy Uh, Nobody eats mulberries. Your mom's not making you mulberry pie. Uh, If she is, she's going to murder you. Uh, They're poisonous, bro. I don't know why I was convinced that they're poisonous. I guess I just... uh, If you've ever seen a mulberry tree, the bark is weird on them. Uh, They're not really an attractive tree. The berry is not really an attractive berry. So maybe I just... had in my head that they didn't look good so they must not be good and it was this hilarious banter went back went on uh for several minutes uh to where it was almost comical at least on my part so finally i give in i'm like whatever dude pick your mulberries hurry up get it over with so we can go ride bikes or skateboard or something and he's like, no man, I'm picking these mulberries and then I'm gonna go in and, and wait for my mom to bake the pie. And I'm like, dude, she's gonna kill you. Why are you why are you waiting uh, to eat a poisonous pie, dude? Just come on, let's let's go play. No, I'm I'm gonna wait for him to make the pie. I'm like, even if even if it is a good pie, she's gotta bake it. It's not gonna be uh, you know, ready right away. Let's come on, let's go play. She can bake the pie. No. I haven't had a mulberry pie in a long time. I want this mulberry pie. So I'm like, alright, whatever, dude. So by now, he's picked uh, a half a grocery sack full of mulberries. And again, it's, it's just so comical looking back on it. And you probably think it's the stupidest story ever. But he realizes and I realize almost at the same time He's got to get down, but by the look on his face, he doesn't know how to get down from this tree with this bag of mulberries intact. Does he drop the mulberries down to the ground? I mean, he's probably even with, like, the top of his roof. So, he, you're talking about he's 10, 12 feet up in the air, uh, even with, like, the the eave of his, of his roof. Uh, and, again, we're, like, 6 fifth sixth grade age so he's he's trying to figure out how do i hold on to this and climb down with one hand if i drop the mulberries will they spill will they bruise will they whatever so we get in this whole deal ray drop the mulberries to me no way man you'll steal them why would i steal them they're poisonous berries. I've told you over and over again, your mom's trying to kill you. Why do I want your stupid poisonous mulberries? No, man, I'm. I'm you'll, you'll take them. I don't trust you. Dude, Ray, drop the berries. If you want to get down safely, you're going to have to drop the berries down to me. I'll catch them. You get down, and you can let your mom kill you with your poisonous mulberry pie, and I'll go live my life. No way, man. You'll steal them. Ray, I don't want your stupid mulberries. Why would I steal them? Now, I don't know if this says about me or about human nature and if it's just me or if you've got a personality like this too, but Ray became so convinced and so insistent that I was going to steal his freaking mulberries that I became incensed because I didn't want his stupid mulberries. And we'll have to go to part three. Ray, I don't want your stupid mulberries. Why would I want poisonous berries that your mom is going to bake into a pie to kill you and nobody in the neighborhood will ever see you again? I don't want your stinking mulberries this went on, I promise, for five minutes going back and forth. Well, somewhere in the middle of all this, something inside of me snapped. Some switch was flipped, and even though I was swearing up and down that Ray could trust me with the stupid mulberries, that I wasn't going to steal them, that I didn't want them, I decided that was my entire goal and purpose in life was to convince Ray to drop the mulberries down to me and then I was just going to take off with them and run as fast as I can I'm pretty sure I rode my bike to his house but that's the that's later in the story so anyway Ray give me the mulberries and you can climb down go inside and get your pie come on You got to get down. So he tries several different ways, struggling, nearly slips, nearly falls out of the tree. So I I finally convince him. He drops the mulberries down. I catch the sack in my arms, and I take off. I think it had to have been the fastest sprint of my life. So we lived about a half... My street was a long, really long block. Probably 15... Or more houses just on our one section before there was like a cross street. Ray lived a little past the middle and I lived on the opposite side of the street at the, towards the other corner. So I sprinted a good 8 to 10 houses back to my house down the middle of the street holding his sack of mulberries. Now, I don't know what Ray did to get out of the tree he was a little heavier set than I was I was very skinny as a child and I got to my house having no idea what I was gonna do with these mulberries but I I had to run the fastest 100-yard dash in human history I tear into my yard race through the gate into the backyard get to the backyard and I have to catch my breath. I've got this sack of berries that I have no intention of using, no regard for whatsoever, no idea why I took them, why I wanted them, other than just the sheer aggravation of him being convinced that I was going to steal his mulberries. And then something flipped inside of me, and I was like, you know what? I'm here to convince him that I'm not going to steal his stupid mulberries, but I'm going to steal this guy's mulberries. So I get to my backyard, I remember Mikey mentioned in part one? Well, Mikey and our backyards butted up to one another, shared a chain link fence. And Mikey, lo and behold, is in his backyard, So, and I have a detached garage in our backyard. So I go behind the garage, kind of out of sight, fully expecting Ray to be right on my heels. I don't know, again, where this kid was, what he was doing if he went inside and called the police first because I stole his freaking mulberries I don't know but he doesn't show up and I'm huffing and puffing and I've got a sack in my hands and Mikey's like hey what's you got in the sack what's going on I'm like Ray was picking mulberries he said his mom is going to bake him a mulberry pie and she's trying to kill him so he's like what, what are you going to do with a May have your mom bake a pie and I'm like no they're poisonous I don't want a stupid mulberry pie and he's like I know what we can do with them I was like what he said let's have a mulberry war so that's the rest of the story I don't have a lot of time but that's how it ended we divvied up the mulberries took about five paces away from the chain link fence in between us and commenced to sling mulberries at each other Till they were all gone, till our faces and clothes were stained purple. Through the last mulberry in my hand, and who walks from around the garage but my dad and Ray. Worst trouble ever. So, what was the worst trouble you ever got into as a kid, like I said, totally never had the intention of carrying anything, not one stupid iota about raised mulberries, but he got so under my skin trying to convince me that I did want them, that I decided, you know what, I do want to steal your stupid mulberries because you're a freaking idiot, um, and so that's what I did, and then as I said, Mikey and I commenced to throw them at each other, completely destroying his little precious bag of mulberries, and then my dad and Ray come around the corner, and as soon as I saw my dad, I was literally caught red-handed, red-faced, red-shirted mulberries in my hair and all over my clothes, and it was stealing, I stole them, I, there was, I had no excuse, I had no reason, uh, we've all been there when you ask, your, I've done it now as a parent myself what were you doing, what were you thinking and I literally had no answer I was just I seriously just think I looked at my dad and was like I don't know whatever the punishment is that you are going to think of it's fair <laughs> and uh, so I wonder what you what if you have a story like that. I wonder if instead of a story, if you have a commentary on uh, human nature. What makes us do those types of things? Um, is it that I just am rebellious by nature, which I am, and um, my rebellion kicked in, or is it that we all react that way in certain situations? When someone is so convinced that uh, we're going to do something, so we just decide to do it to spite them. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, uh, tell me what you think. I know I say um a lot. I know I say I know a lot. Uh, And I think I say but anyway a lot. So I'm learning a lot just about my um, speaking ability. I used to speak a lot every Sunday and Wednesday. Uh, as a youth pastor for 21 years, so I've clearly gotten out of the habit of delivering uh, presentations well, um, again, there's another, um, I gotta work on that, Uh, but that's something you learn when you record your voice and then listen to it multiple times a day, so if there's something good to come out of this, hopefully it will rid me of some of my annoying speaking habits. Chime in, folks. It's Anchor. Anchor Podcast. Anchor Community. Anchor App. Talk to me. Speak up. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid. I know you're getting tired of hearing the sound of my voice. I am. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe I like the sound of my voice too much. Bye. In fact, now that I look back on it, I think I saved his life. I still think mulberries are poisonous. I think his mom was trying to kill him. And I saved Ray's life. Ray, you owe me a deep, deep debt of gratitude for saving your life. I saved your butt, man. You'd be dead if you had let your mom bake you that mulberry pie. I saved your life, and I got in trouble for it. That's sacrifice right there. It's Sacrifice or Crazy Talk. It's 1.45am. I'll let you be the judge. But judge me, you can. Because it's the Anchor app. And I want to hear from you. Even if it's critical. Even if it's judgy. I don't care. Talk to me. I've got thick skin. I can take it. And if I can't take it, and I cry? You'll never know, because I won't cry on the phone. I'm not going to record myself crying. That'd be silly. That's a wrap-up for the Mulberry Madness story. Are mulberries poisonous? According to Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center, the poisonous plants of North Carolina database lists both the North American native Morris rubra and the introduced Morris alba as mildly toxic. So, Ray... According to Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center and Google, the red mulberry, or Morris rubra, and Morris alba, the white mulberry, are considered mildly toxic. In other words, poisonous, you fool. Oh, thank you.